0: Okay. Welcome back. Got my coffee. I can't be without my coffee. I don't know about you, but I have, oh, maybe five cups a day. Do you? Listen, you know, I got into journalism in such an interesting way. I thought I'd just tell you a little bit about it because it is kind of interesting in that I always was a woman that was never afraid to talk. And, got to start there right in fact people said gosh you're a woman that gets paid to talk (laughs) yes I built my leadership development firm around the fact that you have to get up in front of audiences and talk and so it kind of came naturally but the reason I'm pointing this out is when you talk about your purpose for life you just never know where little things are going to lead you Well, the little things that began to lead was at age 16. And I had an opportunity to visit a radio station. And I was fascinated. The man that owned it was kind. And he said, it sounds like you're kind of interested in all that's going around. And I said, yes, sir. (laughs) Polite, right? And he said, are you thinking about getting into radio? And of course, without thinking, I said, yes, sir. To which he said, well, you know, it's almost summer. Why don't you just come around? We'd love to have you. Take a look, see what's going on. That summer, I was there every day, all day. It didn't matter what I was doing. I was getting coffee. I was writing reports. I was, whatever it took, I just wanted to be there. That's kind of how you'll know your purpose. What is it that brings you joy? Maybe it's not a moneymaker right now, but maybe it could lead to be, you never know. So open your eyes and your hearts and look around. You might find your passion and your purpose early like I did or late. Well, I tell this story because my guest today (laughs) is an interesting story in itself. I'm just going to welcome the Fox News New York person who is the one that always calls and says, Valerie, we've got a Fox News tour for you. And Crystal Berger, you're here from New York. <laughs> I am so glad. Yes. God bless God you. God bless you, And Valerie. listen up. Here's what's so interesting. This happened uh, three hours ago. <laughs> She came to Dallas and she just texted me and she said, I'm at the hotel. And I said, what? I've been talking to you for over two years and we've never met. Mm. You have to come up to the studio. I've got to swizzle my schedule and we've got to do this show. So here we are. Here we are, Valerie.
1: It is. But you're like a, you're like the friend that I've always had. <laughs> and now I get to meet you, you know, so it's, it's so exciting to be here. Thank you for making time in your schedule. And I just love the mission of what you're doing with your show do it right like how many times have we had that conversation about doing it right doing it with integrity doing it with love and purpose so Mm i'm just happy to be here thank you you guys
0: you know early on thank you for what you said i really appreciate that Mm -hmm. so you're in new york and you're at fox Um, tell us what took you to fox in the first place and what are they doing right Mm -hmm. in the position that you're in
1: Wow. So, Valerie, long story short of how I ended up at Fox, I always knew, like you mentioned, very early on that I wanted to go into journalism. But I grew up in Baltimore City. I didn't have a next door neighbor who was a journalist. I didn't really know how to get into it. Mm -hmm. And so I did a lot of things that felt safe or predictable, but weren't aligned with my purpose. As early as like five years old, I used to write in my journal, always loved to write. At five years At old. At five years old. I would sit in my room. I had my little imaginary friends, and we would have, like, our own talk show, teddy bears lined up talking. And oh so, but this is... I mean, I was the only girl in the house. You know, my mom was a single mom. And so I always spent that time with my journal. Like, that was my best friend. Hmm. Over time, I realized I had a knack for it. In high school, I, used to, I was the fashion editor um, in my high school paper. All of these things. And so it wasn't until I was about... 15 that I realized what it was I was watching a show called Teen Summit, it used to air on BET and I remember seeing this tall brown skinny girl reminded me of the 15 year old Crystal and I was like wow and she would interview teens on all of these topics that were trending in our communities and I was like I love what she's doing Hmm. you know. and I wrote in my journal at 15 Valerie that I want to be like the girl on BET hosting my own show Wow. So a lot of times people have this inkling of what it is that they want to do, and they might not know what it is. They might not have someone in their life to facilitate it. But it's really important that we hold tight to our gifts. You know,
0: you know, what's so interesting about what you just said, Crystal, is that you have an inkling. You may not know what it is called. Yes. And and to that point, As I've been doing leadership development work all these 25 plus years, how often it is that people will say, I don't understand. I'm not sure what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. Oh, how do I find it? Well, what do I look for? And so here you're telling us that you had an inkling. You just didn't know what it was called. Yes. What advice would you give to someone that says at any age, Mm -hmm. I, I can't quite figure out what. I'm here on this earth
1: to be and do. (laughs) Well, one thing is (laughs) we're lucky today that we have Dr. Google, right? Like we can (laughs) Google anything, you know? And I I would say really write down a list of what you do really well, naturally, innately, right? Mm. And then start to ask other people. Like you and I have had multiple conversations. Valerie, what is it that you think I do well? You know, you've done the same thing for me, right? And so asking people, well, what is it that you see in me that I may not see in myself, Great, You know, that's a really big piece of it, because a lot of times we have that roommate that plays over in the back of our heads that reinforces the negative. But sometimes we need people to pull out the positive. And so I would say, write the things down that you do really well innately. Talk to people and ask them, well, what do you see me doing? And then start to really Google it. Right. Find someone in the industry. and You say, I would love to do that. You know, I think a lot of times we um, put people in these boxes that the life that they live is unattainable. Right. Mm -hmm. You see them on TV and you say, "Mm, well, I'm from Baltimore. I'm from I'm from somewhere in Texas, a little small town. Right. I can't do that. Well, no, you can do whatever it is that you desire. Right. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some planning. But more importantly, it's going to take people that believe in you. Mm. that are willing to invest in you and to and guide you, you know, mm-hmm. on that path. And so for me, I knew that one day I would land somewhere like a Fox News. Um, I didn't know how I was going to get there. How did you get there? <laughs> <laughs> well, long story short, I did a lot of things that were safe because I didn't know how to become a journalist. When I was 19, I didn't have money to do an internship that I got offered a local ABC affiliate. And so I had to turn it down. Mm-hmm. I was taking a business planning and development class in Maryland, right? And um, I had a guy in my class that sat next to me and he was building an online publication called Scene Baltimore, which was a lifestyle magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he came in class one day and he said, Crystal, I need someone cute to run down and interview the Baltimore Ravens tonight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm cute. <laughs> I'm cute. I can dress up tonight and go do it. <laughs> Valerie, when I tell you, I did it. My very first interview was with Ray Lewis, Super Bowl MVP. It was terrible. It was a terrible interview. I was so nervous. I was stumbling over my words. But you know what I realized? That feeling that you get in your spirit when you're just in your zone. Mm. It just was like I just lit up. Right. (gasps) And from there, all the other Ravens started to invite me out to their charity events. I need someone to cover this. And before you knew it, I had like a beat that I was actually covering all of these high profile events for the Baltimore Ravens. Crazy, right? Crazy. And so I remember saying to myself, because you and I talk often about doing things with excellence, right? I knew that I needed training. I knew that I needed to grow this gift that I had since I was five. Right. But I needed someone to teach me how to do it right. So I went to a local broadcasting school called uh, the Broadcasting Institute of Maryland. I was running my business in the daytime. I was going to broadcasting school midday. And at night, I was working at the sports department at WJZ, the station where Oprah Winfrey started, as a sports intern at night. So I had 14-hour days, Valerie, of doing what I knew I wanted to do. Mm. And before I knew it, I remember talking to the news director there. And I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really do it. You know, and at this point, I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> and at this point, I have been out of college for maybe about eight years at this time. And so I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to go to a small market. I want to go to a big market. So my news director's like, you can't do that. You know, you're going to have to start small and work your way up the traditional path. And I was like, no, God has me. He's brought me here. I'm going to get to where I need to be. So I ended up calling every network. I was the stalker. <laughs> network- <laughs> call the networks and say, hi, I applied for this position. Do you have anything open? And the way Fox News opened up, I was calling so much. I got put in touch with the director of human resources to the point where she knew my number on the caller ID. (laughs) Okay that's called persistence that's called Persistence, but that's the key to getting to your purpose exactly. right is being persistent and i called one day the right day and she said you know what crystal i don't know you i know you're in maryland if you can catch the train up i would love to meet you i have a woman who's going out on maternity leave perfect and that was it and that's how i ended up at the network so i went from an intern at a local market valerie mm. to the number one market the number one cable news network No experience, Hmm. like no working experience. And that's why I tell people, you know, if you have this vision that's in your heart, if you do it with persistence, if you do it with excellence, if you do it with integrity, because, you know, like I know this industry can have you questioning certain Hmm. things about yourself and how you navigate. And for me, I always knew that integrity is the thing that gives you longevity.
0: That's a great blog <laughs> if you don't
1: blog it I you're will. gonna blog it. let's collaborate on it Valerie. let's do a collaboration on it but you think about that because no one can take something from you when you've done it the right way it's true and your route may be a little longer it may be a little harder but doing it with integrity you will always have longevity and i just went in there and i worked hard because i didn't have top market experience my days were long because i had to not only learn local news. I had to learn national news and international news. So Mm -hmm. I had to be in the newsroom at four in the morning. I would get there at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I would get to work just to read in Mm -hmm. so I could actually be ahead of the curve or, well, on target for the day. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that, Crystal, because you didn't go the traditional route, your work is going to be a little different. But what it did was the president of the company, Realized my work back in 2013. He's like, how are you doing your job so well? I got offered to be one of his apprentices that next year. So the CEO of Fox News was my mentor. My third year there, I got to go to all of these corporate events. I got to really hone in on my craft. But one thing that I really um, pride, I feel really great about in that persistence and hard work and just really doing it with integrity. I would come in every Saturday on my own time on my own dime and my CEO set it up to where I would sit there and read teleprompter for six hours every Saturday for a year. Yes. Because I knew that I didn't have that experience, I didn't have what the other people who had worked their way up to that point had done, so I had to do a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. And but it was well worth the sacrifice, you know. It opened up so many other doors to speaking engagements, hosting events. I mean, you know, it, it's just been a great journey. But that's how I landed at the network, and it, it definitely was a blessing for sure. Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> they're happy
0: to have you. Mm, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. What is it like now? Mm. Uh, and then I want to go to your backstory because mm-hmm. there's so much to talk about, and <laughs> I don't have a clue what that is, but we're mm. going to find out. Absolutely. What is it like now uh, in New York mm. working at Fox News? What's it like? Well, I
1: left the company after a decade. Yes, Valerie. When? Yes, I left in December. The I end didn't of the year. Yes, I left at the end of the year to launch my own company. Okay, so that is is the gift in it, right? That is the gift in it. It was a great... You know, I think that what we have to also know about purpose, right, is that when you are no longer challenged... When you feel like you've done all that you were intended to do in that space, in that time, it's time to evolve. And you know it. And you don't know it. You? you know it. There's okay. no doubting. If you have a seed of doubt that maybe I need to stick around, mm-hmm. you're not done your work. I think that's an
0: important not to interrupt, mm-hmm. but I think that's a really important point for our listeners to hear because sometimes we stay too long yes because of fear mm-hmm. oh i there may not be anything else out there i'm a little afraid what if i can't get the same salary
1: yes and also you become content mm-hmm. and i always have felt when you get to the point where you, you're content it's a thing of are you really fully being of service we talk about servant leadership and I know it got to a point for me because I was um, restless okay. in my role. That's a good word. You know, restless. Um, mm-hmm. I could do it on autopilot. You know, I, I pride myself on being a great producer, you know, um, and I was no longer challenged. Right. I had the national news feature that I hosted, always could get great interviews and, and it was awesome, an awesome opportunity. But I had done it. You know, to the extent of which it could be done there. And so I realized I said, well, Crystal, how can you continue to do the work that you've been doing, help people in a more tangible way and then also have impact in your community a lot more? Because working in a newsroom like, you know, like I know Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you want to go home and go to bed. (laughs) (laughs)
0: especially (laughs) the hours that you were in
1: yes yes and and you find yourself like where you don't have enough energy to continue to serve like you've been called to serve and i commend those who can stay in those roles and still do the work or maybe it's just doing the role having that position is the work that they're assigned to do Mm -hmm. but for me i have a global mission a global heart for helping people and i knew that i needed to be free as an entrepreneur, to move around and also be of service to other people. Oh, what are you doing now, (laughs) Crystal? There's gotta be a great story here. Yes, well, you know, you and I often talk about women in the workplace, leadership, how to create opportunities. Mm -hmm. One thing that I realized being in the newsroom was that a lot of people don't have access, not because they don't wanna be there, right? But it's because they don't have anyone in the room advocating for them to get in the room. And I thought about that. And I I said, how can I, like when I'm no longer in the room, how can I help other people with great messages, great perspectives that help make our world more flavorful, more exciting, more vibrant? Like, how can I get those folks in the room? So I created a technology to do it, Valerie. What? (laughs) What? How does this relate to technology? Well, think about it. So um, when you're working in a role and you're creating content, you're, you're a content creator. You know what it takes to build your show. A lot of people see Valerie being amazing, but you don't know what it takes <laughs> behind the scenes for this amazingness. Scars. <laughs> the scars are everywhere, right? The scars are everywhere. And what I realized was, you, know, you look at all these other newsroom systems like Zoom and all these other things that we've had to do during COVID to be efficient, right? Mm-hmm. Working remotely was not an option pre-COVID for newsrooms, right? We, we never had a day off, you know, you had to physically be in the newsroom. And I remember saying, well, what are some of these processes? How can I build something that ensures that the engine keeps moving and it's even more efficient? it's giving even a broader base of people an opportunity to be seen and heard or even giving someone like you an entrepreneur who has your own business the opportunity to have a broader reach right because you you know if if you're a human doing something it's one thing but when that artificial intelligence gets to going (laughs) <laughs> oh, boy. Watch out. Watch out. Right. You know, like the opportunities and the phones just ring endlessly. And so I created a system to where people can actually download it, make it an application and can actually book people like you. I need a leadership expert to come in and talk about how to do it right. We're going to go in here and put in leadership expert. I could put woman. I could put Texas. I could put anything into the system. Oh, and there you are for heavens. <laughs>
0: How needed is that? Isn't that interesting? Yes. First of all, that is a need. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yep. Our listeners know that. Mm-hmm. Those who are watching know that. We're all thinking, how can I make that work, right? <laughs> but isn't it interesting that there isn't something like that or mm-hmm. not like you're doing it? So give me a really um, specific example.
1: Like your mm-hmm. target audience mm-hmm. is who? Um, it could be anybody. Anybody? It could be anybody with expertise, right? Mm-hmm. And who's vetted for media, right? And so it's for people who actually have the credentials to go on air, right? Okay, so and it is to go on it, air. Yes, it is to go on to media specifically, mm-hmm. but it's different levels to that. You know, like I know, right? There's small markets, there are mid markets, there are large markets. And so th- what we've created is something to give everybody an opportunity to be seen and heard where they need to be seen.
0: Oh, and heard. Crystal, this is, this is amazing <laughs> Thank you. because... For our listeners, how many of you out there are entrepreneurs, business owners? Uh, You've got a message, and you'd love to have a PR company, Mm -hmm. and they don't always work. Jeff Crilly does, but not all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so let's say I am a business owner. I'll give you an example. I'm a business owner in a... um, Mm. I'm a real estate person. OK. OK. And I want some press. Is that what it is? I want some PR. Mm. I want some not. OK. Is that a good example?
1: Um, I, I would say this to everyone. OK. If you are new to, to media, you're going to need certain things that press people do which public relations people, what they do, right? They help you with messaging, they help you with media coaching, they help you with crisis management. All of those things you need and I think that that's a part of the puzzle that people don't understand. They think, oh, I can just be on, you know, Valerie show, <laughs> you know, but you have you have to work to get there. It's like my story. It's like your story. Right. You started in your newsroom when you were 16. Right. As an intern getting coffee and writing scripts. So it's a process to being that. Right. right. And I don't want people to get any. I like to manage expectations. Right. right. And make people understand that you you will always need a PR professional to help you in some way. Right. But with what we're doing is we're specifically honing in on a niche space of people that actually are ready for media. Okay. And they're prepared for media and they can go on and they deliver. Right. Whether you're a real estate person in a small market or a major market, like you still have had to have gone through a process. Like you have got to know who you are. Right. What it is that you represent? Because, again, back to integrity, right? I always want to ensure that whatever I'm attached to has integrity. So I don't ever want people to think, oh, we can just sign up and we're going to be on television. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. That's not the real world. But what we will do is have affiliate partners like a Jeff krilly to be able to say, hey, you need this type of preparation before you can even be prepared to have this opportunity to be seen and heard. Go see Jeff come back to us that kind of thing
0: that's really fascinating (laughs) i don't know about you audience but i'm i'm fascinating because fascinated because at this side of the table and she knows this i can say that is really a niche Mm -hmm. that that is needed
1: yeah
0: wow you're amazing it's a shame you don't have any energy (laughs) (laughs) Crystal, let's let's go backstory just a little bit. I don't know a lot about your mm-hmm. backstory, but I would love to hear just as you were raised mm-hmm. in Baltimore mm-hmm. with your single mom. Yeah, that had to have had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And so, what about that childhood would you be willing to share that has has given you the? I won't even mention the words like resilience and persistence <laughs> and commitment, <laughs> but you can say those words. <laughs> but, you know, how did you mm. how did you become the person that mm. you are from that kind of a wow. background? Wow,
1: that is a loaded question. <laughs> how much time do we have left here? <laughs> you know, so I can say this. So, you know, my mom didn't plan on being a single mom. You know, she was married to my dad. Um, they divorced when I was eight. Right. And so it went from a beautiful family, Mm. you know, to me, my mom and my brother, you know. And I think that um, going through that made me realize, one, you should always in some way have something that's going to sustain you. Right. One thing that my mom and my dad did right, they bought a home for us to live in. In the city. So we weren't renters. You know, we had a home that we lived in. And so when my parents divorced, you know, we kept the home. My mom kept the home. So we had a home where she could help to borrow against it if she needed to, to raise us, to do things as a single parent. Um, but what I also realized was that no matter what you go through in life, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't let it corrupt your spirit. Mm. Say that again. Mm. What you go through in life, (laughs) you cannot allow it to corrupt your spirit. It's beautiful. You know, because for me, I went through the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the abandonment, because I was a daddy's girl, Valerie. Mm. I was a daddy's girl. And when my parents divorced, it wasn't an amicable divorce. You know, so it was like my dad was there one day and then he was gone. And. That led my mom to having to work 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. every single day. So, my brother and I were latchkey kids. You know, I learned that people say, Crystal, you can cook. And I'm like, that's because I was cooking. (laughs) I can cook. I I can cook You know, at 9 or 10. Um, But it made me very independent. It made me very hardworking. But it also... We were very heavily engaged in the arts and recreation. So my mom was a professional recreator. So that was like our babysitter while she was working. So she would work at her center. And all of her friends had centers in our neighborhood. So we would go to those rec centers. And we would dance and sing. Like my brother is a trained classical singer. He was... Sung with the Washington Opera, like nice. an amazing experience. Yes, yes. He, sung, he was trained by um, Placido Domingo. Like, <sighs> yes. But all of this probably would have never happened if it wasn't for the divorce. Because we threw ourselves into the arts. We threw ourselves into entertainment. Like that was our lifestyle because that was like our babysitter, you know? And that's why I said, don't ever let these things taint your experience because they make and shape your experience. One thing Kobe Bryant said that I loved, he said, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm. And I realized that nothing in my life has been by chance or happenstance, but also there was a divine order to it. You and I talk about it all the time. Everybody knows our. So how do we do it? Through a praying mother, a praying grandmother, a praying grandfather, like all of these people were praying for us. And so we also had a very strong faith base that no matter what's happening around you, you don't have to be a product of your environment. Right. Mm -hmm. You can be covered and protected. You can make anything happen like what you write in your journal at 15 years old. If you just had that faith, that persistence, but also have a strong structure, because even though we came from a broken home, our home wasn't broken. Right. You know, we had a strong foundation. We had people in our lives that really um, invested in us, but also knew that we were better than what people thought we would turn out to be.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a. What a show of hope, you know? Yeah. Crystal, how can people get in touch with you? Yes. Oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. One thing I love to do is inspire. So they can go to CB Inspires for Crystal Burger. Inspires. Now say it
0: again, CB is in Inspires. boy. Yes,
1: yeah. CB Yep, CB Inspires. Those are your initials. That's right. <laughs> At uh, cbinspires.com or crystalburger.com. Because okay. if you go to crystalburger.com, and that's B-E-R-G-E-R, you'll see... My story as a journalist and all of the work that I've done. I remember this story, Valerie. I know I don't have a lot of time, but I remember being at the United Nations hosting an event for Voices of African Mothers, right? And it was all of these people from around the world, like leaders and kings and literally queens and um, a princess. She was the princess of Saudi Arabia. She, yes, she came up to me, Valerie. Valerie and I'm hosting this event, I'm just being me, right? I'm just being Crystal that works the Fox, right? And she said, you are amazing. And in that moment, I couldn't really believe it. Well, the fact that her diamonds were like the size of this cup of coffee, <laughs> you know, th- that's one thing. But also I had a moment where I went back to that little girl who would sit in her room and writing her journal and like really dream big. Mm-hmm. And it was like this moment of epiphany, like, Everything about your journey was critical to where you are right now, mm-hmm. you know, and I share that story often because who would think that a girl from West Baltimore would end up sitting here in Dallas, Texas with you, Valerie, on set, starting a tech company, hosting events at the United Nations, working at the number one cable news network. I feel like that people have to really hone in on the power is, in with, is it within you. Yes. The power is within you. Mm-hmm. The only time you lose that power is when you give it away.
0: That's a great statement. That's a great statement. And, and more than a statement, mm. Crystal, I always ask people that are on the show to leave with lessons learned and I call them teachable points mm. of view because you're always teaching other people if you're a leader in any sort yes you you should be teaching other people and share those lessons so we don't have to have the scars that that's right we have mm. share so that's one of them mm. give me a couple of more just just sage advice mm. i mean you've already given me a ton <laughs> but
1: let's capture a few more you know i would say lead with love
0: Lead with love. Oh, that's so needed now. How do you do that? Mm -hmm.
1: I try to see the heart of people. Before I see their skin color, before I see their political affiliation, before I see the neighborhood where they grew up, I try to see their heart. You know, and I think that's been a gift for me because it's opened me up to worlds that I would have never been exposed to if I did not see their heart first. If I only saw how much money they made or if I only saw their skin color, or if I only saw their religion or if I only saw their political affiliation, we would never get past the front door, it's true. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I would say lead with love, you know, and when you find yourself forfeiting an experience because you're leading with this and not this, then you need to reevaluate what you're doing and why you're doing it.
0: Mm, you know? And the, this is not you're leading with the head, not the heart. Absolutely. for the people who are just listening
1: to the podcast. Absolutely, and I think the other lesson learned is um, uh, always be true to who you are. You know, be true, be true to who you are. I Authentic. really, authenticity <laughs> is critical, and you know that. Mm-hmm. You know when you go in and speak like. I've seen so many different people train, but like when I listen to you or hear you or read what you've done, you know, it's done in an authentic way. And when you do things with authenticity, you know, you're doing it the best way. Mm. Right. And when you're doing your best, no one can take that from you. Right. No one can. If you walk away from a situation being the best you, even if it doesn't succeed, even if you don't get that win mm-hmm. <laughs> that you wanted, mm-hmm. you did your best and you can have peace. I think people don't have peace, Valerie, when they don't do their best, when they are unauthentic, mm-hmm. because they walk away and say, well, maybe what if I were myself?
0: <laughs>
1: how would it have turned out? Maybe if I did my best, how would it have turned out? So if you do your best and you deal with authenticity, no one can take that from you.
0: Oh, Crystal wish you could be here for another two hours yeah you know on that last one i'll just I'll just tag on to it by saying that um, recently uh, a friend of mine had a proposal out mm-hmm. for a big business deal, and she spent a lot of time and a lot of effort above and beyond the RFP mm-hmm. right and it got down to the wire and she She just knew that she was the right person. The interview went so well. The people on the interview, without saying you're the right person, indicated she was the right person. Mm -hmm. And when the rubber hit the road, she did not get that opportunity for a myriad of reasons. Mm -hmm. She was the right person, but other things happened. All of that to say, it, it could have devastated her. That's right. But, you know, she said exactly what you did to me. Crystal, she said, you know what? I now am so prepared for the next opportunity because that one will already be, I've already got the proposal in my hand. Yes. I just changed the logo and the name of the company and I'm ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. What a great attitude. Mm-hmm. But if if she she put her best in, if she hadn't, she could have been devastated. That's right. Crystal, you have given us such an incredible interview. I have no doubt, and I'm sure those listening and watching have no doubt Mm. that this venture, congratulations on taking the bull by the horns, as we say in Texas, (laughs) and you're getting ready to launch something that really is a need. Mm -hmm. So I am sure people are going to be contacting you and I'm gonna learn more about it. And I'm so glad you came to Dallas. Literally, this was last minute. Mm -hmm. She just, like I said, texted last minute and here you are. Yes. That's just amazing. this is perfect for what I want to share as my I call Valerieism mm. uh, for today. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what it is. It just ties right in, and who knew? I wanted to say, you know, here's here's my Valerieism, which is my philosophy. I get these sort of whims every once in a while, and that's what I call them. So this is it. Character is built in the demands of everyday life. That's what <laughs> Crystal is. Her character was built in the demands of everyday life. This has been about hope. And listen up. Remember now, I put a challenge out about hope and about kindness. And Crystal is a guest that is going to relate to this big time. Here's the challenge. I want you, my listeners, thank you for being my loyal listeners. I want you to think about every day some show of kindness that you can give whether it's seeing somebody's heart instead of their position or whatever whether it's smiling at someone whether it's giving a some food to a homeless person i don't care but our world needs hope and our world needs kindness You can have hope, but it sure helps when you're in the down times, and we all get in down times, if someone reaches out in some way Mm -hmm. and shows kindness. So my challenge is a challenge of kindness. Here's what you do. You send me an email and tell me, what did you do today? Just send me something that you did today. It's Valerie at ValerieandCompany.com. Just tell me as much as you want about it. I'm going to get a movement going on kindness. Will you help? When you send me those, I'm going to keep posting them. As they come in, I'm posting them. I'm posting them. Pretty soon, all of us are going to be so much more aware of the fact that we can give something of ourselves every day to somebody. So email me. What did you do? What will you do? What's your act of kindness? at Valerie at ValerieandCompany.com. I'm gonna post them. I'm going to keep posting them. You're going to see them. I don't need to put your name on them, unless you tell me to. But the more we see ways we can give kindness, how do you feel when someone shows that to you? I don't care how successful you are. There's not one leader that I have worked in with in over 25 years at any level that hasn't needed kindness at some point in their life. So that's my challenge. And I'll see you next week. Same challenge. We're gonna get a movement going. Crystal, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, Valerie. All right, I appreciate good trip you. back Just- to New York, New York City. <laughs> All right. See you next time.